2: Before we roll the audio on this PFT Live podcast,
1: we want you to know that Mike Florio does an afternoon podcast. Why? To catch all the late-breaking news and developing stories in the NFL, of course. So you gotta subscribe to PFT PM as well. Go to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Art19, or Google Play. Search PFT PM and subscribe. Boom. Done. Thanks for the support. Now, stats. another hour of the PFT Live podcast.
0: It's a Super Bowl Monday edition of Pro Football Talk Live and NBC Sports Radio, NBCSN. Hello to our good friends in the UK and in Ireland enjoying the program on Sky Sports. If you're still enjoying the program on Sky Sports, got a lot of concerned emails last week from our friends across the pond who didn't see the show on the schedule. So, I don't know. Maybe I am wasting a greeting. They'll find out in a few hours. I don't know that I'll ever find out. Either way, he's Chris Sims. I'm Mike Florio, and we are here. I'm still in Miami, Chris. I went to the game, and it was awesome. I'm sure it was awesome watching it on TV, and it was awesome to be home, and I'll be home later today. But I wasn't missing this one. This was one of the best ones I wasn't sure it was going to be, I didn't think it was going to be, I didn't think it was going to be a great fourth quarter, and then all of a sudden it was.
2: Yeah, well, it was, it was. the the whole spectacle of the Super Bowl, first off, was special. Forget the game, you know, the game was amazing, it lived up to the billing, Patrick Mahomes lived up to the hype, all of that stuff, but, you know, some of the, hey, Demi Lovato with the, the Star Spangled Banner, I mean, killed it. The tribute to the 100 greatest players and things they did beforehand uh, with that. I mean, that sense uh, chills down my spine. Halftime show was phenomenal. I mean, it really was a great spectacle. So I'm sure it was cool to be there, Mike. I really, I mean, I was thinking about you actually a few times during the game going, man, it looks like it's got a great vibe and feel within the stadium, let alone a game that had a lot of ebbs and flows and uh, was a lot of fun to watch on TV. Three quick
0: highlights unrelated to the game. When the players lined up for the Kobe Bryant tribute, I didn't know what was going on. When the players were lined up across the 24-yard lines on each end of the field as a further honor of Kobe Bryant, that was like, I've never seen this before at a game. And then we realized in the press box what was happening. And, you know, my wife and son always go to the game, and usually they're on the other side of the stadium. They were right below me, so I was able to go down and hang out with them at halftime, and that made it even more special. And my son had to have that goofy NFL logo black hat that Rob Lowe wore at the NFC Championship game. You know the one I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Where it's like, what the hell
2: is Rob Lowe doing?
0: While wearing that hat... He had an encounter with Rob Lowe. Oh, it so, was meant
2: to be. That's pretty amazing. It
0: was, it was absolutely great. Well, so, before and, we hit the game,
2: the, too, the, the one thing, too, the kids running the football out, like, that was awesome. I mean, it got my kids excited to watch the football game. So that was another special moment. And even, I don't know if you noticed this, but, like, you know, like, cool people might notice this, all right? DJ Khaled playing DJ in the stadium pregame. I mean, those are little things I looked at where I thought, ooh, like, the Jay-Z, you know, pairing with the NFL and all that. That's where it looked cool, too. The music, I thought, was, uh, you know, very, very relevant during the game and everything else.
0: And and the game itself, look, 10-10 at the half, and nobody really knew how it was going to go. You got two masterminds who had an extended period of time. And it felt like halftime was even longer than it usually is. It did. And... And, 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 right, who's going to take over in the second half? And it felt like your guy Kyle Shanahan was going to be the one. They went right down the field. And, and fourth and two, I don't know. I Look, I, I don't know that I fault them for kicking the field goal. It was a close game. You don't want to give up those three points. You don't want to give the Chiefs the momentum. I would have taken the field goal there as well. I don't care about the analytics. Take the three there, right? Uh, I don't know how you feel about it, but I was okay with that.
2: Well, yeah, I was okay with it. I mean, you know, I think the game was playing out the way Kyle Shanahan thought it was going to play out. That's why you didn't see him rush down the field, you know, at the end of the second quarter either, and with the timeouts and that whole scenario as well. I think he believed in his defense. I think he was scared, "Oh, I don't want to give Mahomes the ball and let him start creating magic like we saw at the end of the football game." So, I don't have any problem with that either. And and, and to that point, we hadn't seen the Chiefs' offensive explode yet, so he wasn't looking at anything going. Oh wow, we're desperate. We got to score a touchdown right right now. I just think he wanted to continue to play with the formula they were playing at and he thought his pass rushing defense would get to Mahomes finally and wear them down and they were close i mean it was 20 to 10 it was 3rd and 15 whoa, 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 and you're whoa, going whoa, whoa. But let's uh-oh. back up yep. let's back okay. up back up right. back up right. cuz it's 13 to 10 after that drive to open the second half
0: yeah they chewed up 5 minutes and 31 seconds and then we saw the first real frustration from Patrick Mahomes because the 49ers did what we thought they were going to do drop back keep everything in front of them and eventually, Mahomes tried to make something happen. He threw the ball right to Fred Warner. Right to Fred Warner. Yes, right. Right? Yes. Trying to get it to Tyree Kill, but it went right to Fred Warner. And that was the moment, Chris, that I said, uh-oh, I'm going to be sitting here in the chair on Monday morning eating a big old batch of crow because Sims is right. The 49ers are going to win this damn game.
2: Well, yeah, it looked like they were frustrating him to this point, right? I mean, we were seeing him, first off, be off. You know, this, this is – I just got to say, Mahomes is unreal. He's the only quarterback in football that could have won this game. You know, with the pressure, people bearing down on him, people not wide open, some of the amazing plays he made. And to say all that, Mike, he didn't even play good for Patrick Mahomes. He really didn't. But the amazing thing is his, like – his eighty percent game, like, and not so good for Patrick Mahomes, is still amazing and better than everybody else in football. And you're right, I think they were panicking a little. He couldn't find he couldn't find any big pass plays in the pass game, and because of the speed of the front, he wasn't able to extend. I think some of the plays as long as he he was used to extending them throughout the playoffs. And uh, I just I I don't know what else to say about the guy. I cannot believe they were down twenty to ten, and I was sitting there going, my butt. Kyle Shanahan, is really close to winning his sup- the Super Bowl here and being a Super Bowl head coach, and they just exploded. And on that third well, and 15 was the moment where it all exploded from there on out.
0: And think about the circumstances. After the second interception, and if you're watching on TV, you saw the, the ball that was thrown behind Tyreek yes, Hill. Now, right. I think a, a guy making that kind of money st- still should should catch the ball and, at a minimum, not pop it up into the air to let Tavarius Moore intercept it. But at that point, there's 11.57 left in the game. And two plays later, the 49ers go from their 20 to their 38. They are in business. And then it all fell apart. They had to punt. But even then, they're up 10 points. Chiefs have the ball with 8.53. And, Chris, the 16-yard pass to Tyree Kill that was ruled a catch that Kyle Shanahan – threw the red challenge flag on wisely. I mean, that felt like a big play. 16 yards. Hey, that's the most the Chiefs have done. Holy crap. And to have the air come out of that balloon, it's now 3rd and 15, and that's when they called 2-3 Jet Chip Wasp. Peter King spoke to multiple members of the Chiefs after the game to get the inside details on the play. It was a play they had run in the first half. Same formation, same routes for everyone except for Tyreek Hill. Patrick Mahomes got the ball at the 30, faded back to the 22. Yep. And instead of running straight at Jimmy Ward, the deep safety, he'll cut to the corner, and that was that. From the twenty-two to the twenty-two, the ball went total gain of forty-four yards, and that was the moment that the chiefs had real hope that they could pull this thing off.
2: That, yes it is. It, you know and, and and to that point, you know, you talk about the Watkins misthrow throw that was challenged by Shanahan. You know, you hit the Tyreek Hill interception. Yeah, you'd like to see Tyreek Hill throw that ball. I'd also like to see the quarterback who's going to be making 42 million dollars a year throw it right on his chest. But Mahomes is off even on that play to to the Tyreek Hill that got, you know, uh, overruled with the Shanahan challenge. I mean, Man, he was wide open. He was being careful. He'd already been scarred by the two interceptions. So then I just, as a quarterback, look at his ability to let it go on the third and 15 because I'm sure he was going, man, I throw one more interception. We lose, and everybody's going to go, man, you're like the goat in a bad way. You just lost us the Super Bowl, and now we're going to talk about Ken Patrick Mahomes winning the big game and all that. He delivers, and to that point, too, Mike, that play there, yeah, that's a Seattle defense-type beater. Uh, it 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 really played a game plan specific type play, but that jump started things, Mike. And once they got that touchdown there, they get the three and out. They get the ball again, and this is what we've seen all playoffs. Once they get rolling, you just can't stop them.
0: Shades of the Philly special from two years ago. Patrick Mahomes asked for that play. Andy Reid said, wow. "Okay, we'll do wow. it," and it worked. And it was just and look, there still was a lot of work to be done, right? They had a couple of incompletions. The throw to Travis Kelsey in the end zone, where Tavarius Moore, uh, the other side of the interception that he had earlier, just wipes out Kelsey and was complaining about it. It's like, dude, you wiped him out. That set up the touchdown. And the thing is, Chris, they scored quickly. I joked about the possibility that Patrick Mahomes would maybe throw up during the final moments of the game like Donovan McNabb 15 years ago. Look, down 10. Are they going to have a sense of urgency? Are they going to move the ball quickly enough? I was afraid they wouldn't. And they did. Both times, they moved the ball quickly, and that contributed to that 21 points that was scored in fewer than five minutes of clock time.
2: Yeah, no, they were on their game. I mean, they did what they had to do to put themselves at least in position, that touchdown there. And, and, you know, none of it was easy. That's that's just the thing that jumps out to me. But, you know, this is – you know, uh, this is typical Patrick Mahomes. I mean, floating back ten yards in the line of, behind the line of scrimmage, throwing a 50-yard bomb off his back leg down the field. You know, and they get the game where they want it. And here he is on the next drive, 20 to 17. If you're watching on TV, I mean, hey, there's people all over him. You know, nothing's easy. And then makes the huge throw to Sammy Watkins on seven on second and seven on on Richard Sherman. Where then when he makes that play, you go oh my gosh, holy cow, the 49ers were controlling the whole second half, and what, they're going to be in trouble from going down here now, maybe 24-20 or at least at a tie football game, and that was the play to me where you went, oh wow, the momentum is totally on Kansas City's side now, and San Francisco's on their heels going, holy cow, we're falling victim to Mahomes mania.
0: Yeah, and look, I don't want to take anything away from Richard Sherman, he's a Hall of Famer, he's had a great career, but now that he's on the wrong side of 30, if you can't run with fast guys, you are not a complete corner. And when it mattered the most, he could not run with a fast guy. And he got torched by Sammy Watkins on that 38-yarder that set up the go-ahead touchdown, Chris.
2: Yeah, well, it, it was a tough play. I mean, you know, Richard Sherman, he gets kind of got beat up off the line of scrimmage inside. I think he guesses a little you know, I know Troy Aikman hit it. I think he he went inside, thinking, okay, he released inside on me. He's probably going to run an inside breaking route. And yes, this is not his game. First off, he's not a real man-to-man shutdown corner that that way. Anyways, he's big, he's long, he jams you at the line of scrimmage, and then he usually just backs off and makes sure you can't throw a go route down the sideline. But they're they're hey, trying Chris, to, Chris, yeah,
0: Chris. Isn't that a spot where he gets beat at the line of scrimmage, he should just tackle Sammy Watkins?
2: Well, yeah, Well, you know, maybe. You could certainly think about that. I mean, or maybe just a quick hold right away, get defensive holding, make it be five yards and a first down, no doubt. But I think he's still thinking, hey, I'm Richard Sherman, and I'm not in a horrible spot here. The guy's going to have to make a pretty good throw. And the deal, the problem is the guy making the throw in a big moment just never misses a damn throw. I mean, that's what's unbelievable. That's why he's the greatest player in the sport. And now... When when you have moments like this, MVP, first year starting, Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl champ, like watch out because this is when you just go the pressure's off Mahomes and it's only year three and now he can just be like I've already won the Super Bowl. I know what it takes. I'm the man. I can deal. I can come back from twenty to ten in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl with six minutes left. I can do anything. And this is what I think leads to greatness like we've seen with a Brady or other great quarterbacks. Even Terry Bradshaw with these early Super Bowl championship wins, it allows them to have no pressure and then really strike for more.
0: After the second interception, Mahomes was 8 of 13 for 114 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, a 129.5 pass rating, forgetting about. That performance that did have him. And you mentioned it. I mentioned it last hour on radio. He would have been the goat in a bad way. Yeah. If that doesn't turn around with those two interceptions. And he just forgot about it. And he moved forward. And he got it done. And as you mentioned, came back from a 10-point deficit in the fourth quarter. That's only happened three times in a Super Bowl, Chris. And two of the times Kyle Shanahan was calling the plays on offense. What went wrong for the 49ers? And for Shanahan, we're going to discuss that when this Super Bowl Monday edition of PFT Live continues right after this. Late in the first half, there were some strange going ons at Miami where the San Francisco 49ers were not using their timeouts. John Lynch, GM of the team, what's going on? Use your timeouts. And that, that was the first moment in the game where there was any criticism of coach Kyle Shanahan but it got worse in the second half and look Chris we talked earlier about the decision fourth and two first drive of the third quarter at the 24 yard line of the Chiefs kicking the field goal making it 13 to 10 you and I are fine with that what we're not fine with or at least what I'm not fine with is the clock management with the ball 11:57 to play up 10 points against an offense that has the potential to emerge from its slumber at any given moment, you've got to chew the clock. You've got to run the ball. This is the ultimate running machine. Tyron Matthew, the chief safety, said after the game, we were grateful when they stopped running the ball. You get five yards on first down, and then you throw a couple of passes, and you have to punt. They did that when they got the ball back up three, throwing the ball and not running the clock when they should. That's the criticism here, Chris. You've got to keep the clock moving. You've got to give a coach in Andy Reid, who's got a reputation for not displaying a sense of urgency with a game on the line. You gotta give him less time on the clock, not
2: more. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. Yes, I understand that. You know, it wasn't like he was calling bombs down the field or anything like that. You know, we're also we could also be sitting here, you know, and again, the play we're talking about. The guy behind was open. It was right over the middle of the field. It wasn't a, like a, a huge risky play throw. What you had was a great player. And Chris Jones, who just read the drop of the quarterback and spiked the ball down. You know, but I'm not going to sit here and just go, oh, my gosh, my buddy Kyle Shanahan really botched the Super Bowl with his clock management. I don't look at it that way. I think if they win the game, we're going, look, this is what you have to do if you want to kill the beast and Patrick Mahomes and what they do. You got to be aggressive. You can't run the football. You know, so that's but, –
0: but, but, they, but they are aggressive by running the football. See, that's the thing. When you go six quarters of this machine that just – churns and churns like they were churning and churning in the third quarter on that first drive, like we saw them on a couple of drives in the first half, churning and churning. Why do you abandon that and take the chance that your quarterback is going to miss guys, what? that that he's going to show something that Chris Jones is going to read? It reminded me of the end of the Seahawks game on Monday night when they left too much time for the Seahawks because Jimmy Garoppolo didn't complete the passes that were dialed up for him. You know, you have to account for the sure. fact that Jimmy Garoppolo isn't Patrick Mahomes, isn't Tom Brady, isn't a shortlist franchise quarterback. When you're selecting those plays late
2: in a game, when you're trying to either build on a lead, hold a lead, or a little bit of both. Well, yeah. I, listen, I yes. Jimmy Garoppolo is not Patrick Mahomes. We talked about this. Ken Kansas you know, we talked about this all week. Can Kansas city get San Francisco into a game where he's got to throw the ball and make those plays. And we know that's not their bread and butter, but I'm still, you know, again, you know, I, I everyone's acting like this was like a, a steamroll session that the 49ers were just running the ball at 10 yards a clip. They weren't let's look at the stats. You know, the biggest runs of the day were these game plan toss up your type plays with Debo Samuel on the edge. They weren't dominating the line of scrimmage the way they were just going to go. We're going to smash it up the middle for six yards every play. It wasn't that type of game. So I understand everybody's going to sit back and go, oh, man, Kyle Shanahan, another fourth quarter blown lead. First off, the first one's on Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn's fault in Atlanta, not Kyle Shanahan. And I'll say this there's been three, right? Three 10 point fourth quarter blown leads here, right? It's the Patriots in Super Bowl 49, the Falcons in Super Bowl 51, and then yesterday. You know what I look at that's in common if I'm going to blame my buddy Kyle Shanahan for anything? All three are the Seattle defensive scheme. Mike, the scheme that I tell you all the time, they line up in the same defense every single play, and it's all about the pass rush. And if the pass rush doesn't get there, the quarterback feels very comfortable because it's the same defense. Wait, 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 wait for it. Every single play. And that's one of my, that if I'm going to bust on my buddy Kyle Shannon for anything, it's the damn Seattle defensive scheme, but I'm not going to get mad at him for trying to throw a five yard pass over the middle where a great player just made a great play.
0: I got my drive screwed up. The drive with 11.57 to go. Yeah, you're talking go. about. It's uh, yes, It started ahead. off well. Right. They, they gained 18 yards in two plays. Now, one was a throw. Yes. But then after that, that's when it started to fall apart. And they there had was a, a first and there. 10
2: run, right, for one yard. Yep. And then he decided to yep. throw the ball. It was incomplete. And then Joe Staley jumped off sides. I know I was going to correct you, but uh, your point was still real. I got you.
0: And when and when Jimmy Garoppolo ran to the sideline and got shoved out of bounds, man, that that Whoa. I was sitting kind of far away from that. But that if that flag comes out, it might be the if game. If that flag comes out, we're talking about the 49ers as the champions today, right. right?
2: Yes. I mean that was that was close. There was a there was a few moments between Kansas City doing that and dancing around, not getting a first down a few times after some completions by Tyree Kill and and Travis Kelsey, where I'm going, what are you guys doing? But you're right, that was dangerously close, Mike. But when they
0: got the ball back up three, 6.06 to play, Raheem Mostert gains five yards on first down. And that's when the two passes came after yeah. that. And you get the ball at 6.06, you give it back to the Chiefs at 5.18, down three points, you're asking to lose. And yep. that's exactly what happened. The Chiefs scored their second touchdown. Then they scored their third, and then the, the lights were out.
2: Yeah, the lights were out. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, yeah, the, they found their mojo with that third and 15, and that got them rolling, and then we just saw Mahomes magic.
0: Uh, I think the turning point was when we got a turnover, and then we didn't execute on offense, and they got the ball right back and drove it 87 yards or how far it was. As an offense, we have
1: to end the game right there, and we didn't.
0: George Kittle summing it up after the game, and that was the moment in the fourth quarter when the second Patrick Mahomes interception gave the 49ers the ball with 11.57 to play and a 10-point lead, and they had the ball, and the drive started off in spectacular fashion, as we discussed in the last segment. Two plays, 18 yards. Here we go. This one's over. And Chris, when that interception happens, like, this one's over. It's over. I, I, I Most people, even the most ardent Chiefs fan had to look at that and say, it's over. And then it wasn't. And we talked earlier about 2-3 jet chip wasp, that play that popped it. And really, before that play, before that 44-yard gain, the long throw from Patrick Mahomes to Tyreek Hill, before that, it just felt like the Chiefs were destined to lose. Yes. And it all changed. The vibe changed in that one moment. And you talk about that Seattle defense and how, how you can beat that that cover three zone and they set them up. That's how Peter King yes, explains it Football Morning in America. Right. Same play in the first half. They ran it again in the second half. Reminds me of that Brandon Cook's non-touchdown last year. Remember that? Yeah, they right. They ran it again in the second half, and it popped wide open. But Jared Goff saw him too late. Patrick Mahomes saw Tyree Hill just in time. Got the ball there. Jimmy Ward didn't get over in time after Hill unexpectedly broke to the outside. And uh, that changed everything.
2: Yeah. Well, they're, you know, it, it, l- like we've talked about, like we talked about in the first hour, greatest show on turf. I hear, you know, they're like the Golden State Warriors. I get it. Because once they see the ball go through the hoop, it's just like, uh oh, here we go. Guys are wide open. Mahomes, it doesn't matter if anybody's open or not. They all look wide open. and He just starts throwing rifles all over the field. And that, that play on third and 15, I did think, you know, of course, gave them confidence and jump-started the rally. Uh, but then for the defense to make the big stop, as we talked about a little bit earlier, where Chris Jones comes up with the big batted, batted pass on second and five, and then right back into their hands again, Mahomes and company with the hot hand, and it took, what, two plays and the great throw to Sammy Watkins down the sideline. And you just went, whoop, this is what we've seen all playoffs. Here we go. They're on fire. It took all day in the in the Super Bowl, but they finally got it. And they got it to the point where the 49ers, their defense was on the field a good amount. They're not used to playing that way because Andy Reid was actually patient with running the football and pretty patient with the short passing game. And the pass rush of the 49ers was exhausted, too. He wore them out. I didn't think he could wear this defense out he did it he did it again and that's where he's just he's off the charts good it's just I've never seen anything like it he's got a chance to be the greatest quarterback we've ever seen his talent his composure uh, all of it just is through the roof and that's why the Chiefs are Super Bowl champs because I just don't know if there's another quarterback in football that could have done what Patrick Mahomes did yesterday that was hard work they didn't play bad defense It's just Mahomes made plays, escaped sacks. I mean, made little four- and five-yard completions where I'm going to go, ooh, I mean, just great job adjusting your arm angle or breaking an arm tackle instead of getting sacked to make the drive keep going along. Like this play right here. Oh, yeah, that's only Nick Bosa on your back grabbing you. Yeah, just throw a jump hook in there to Travis Kelsey. Oh, now, you know, the pocket's good. Oh, I got a good beat on the line of scrimmage with Sammy Watkins. Bam, right on the money. I mean, he's just amazing, and it's uh, a lot, a lot of fun to watch.
0: Hey, one of the examples we used last week, the idea that the San Francisco defensive line was going to feel like Rocky and Rocky too, chasing the chicken before he got in shape, that's what they felt like. They couldn't track him down. That was one of the keys to the game. If they could get to him, remember we say he never stands still. He's always moving. You can't get a beat on yes. him. You can't get that heat lock on the, on the jet and top gun before you release the missile. They couldn't do it. Right. They got to him a couple times but not consistently like they have to every quarterback they've beaten this year.
2: No, that's it, Mike. And you know, um, I'm glad you brought this up because this is another thing you talked about the last two weeks or the last two games with San Francisco. And you really pounded the table with Aaron Rodgers. and you were right, man. You were right. You were right yesterday. They moved him a lot. That is something, you know, we're going to, we can't forget this a little bit. We're going to lose this in the context of the game and all the big plays, but Andy Reed, And some of the game plan design plays to get on the edge or just give misdirection, you know, the fourth and one plays, the the third and one plays. None of it was like, oh, we're just gonna run right at you, right? And run up the middle. Because he went like he went like, screw that. Have you seen their D line? They have two tree trunks in the middle, D Ford and Nick Bosa on the edge. Why would we run at them? Let's fake running at them and then get on the edge and let Mahomes run, you know, option pitches or keep the ball for a touchdown. He used their aggressiveness against them by moving Mahomes and ultimately wore them out and kept the clock running and really did a lot of the things the 49ers have done to people all year long and kind of threw it back in their face and played the same style of football and that's where Andy Reid all the years we talk about being an offensive genius bam Andy Reid good for you you came through it was unbelievable and it's because of his game planning really that got them off to a good start and got their team uh, at least a little cushion early on to where yeah it left them in a spot to where they could come back later on.
0: And yeah, and even then we needed that explosion that we have seen from yeah. the Chiefs from time to time within the context of one quarter. Usually it's like the second quarter. They it, we had yet to see them wake up so dramatically yes. with the game on the line. Like it was, you know, the they were down 24 nothing in the second quarter against the Texans and they led by halftime. They were down 10 points twice in the second quarter of the game against the Titans, and they led by halftime. Uh, this time around, it just it had a different vibe. We all fell for it. We were all set up for it. We didn't see it coming. We know what they're capable of, but we did not think they'd be able to do it. And I don't know what happened to the 49ers psychologically, whether, whether they maybe just slid their foot off the gas just a little bit, which you can't do against the Chiefs. But... Or maybe it didn't matter. Maybe it was going to happen no matter what the 49ers did. But it is amazing to see how that that offense can just explode at a moment's notice, which means they are in every game, Chris, no matter how far behind they are. I thought a 10-point lead for the 49ers, second half, no way in hell Chiefs are going to overcome it. And uh, they made it look easy.
2: Well, it's the greatest quarterback in the game with a really good pass-protecting O-line that pass protected just good enough to not let the 49ers great D line ruin the game. And then I heard Troy Aikman say it last night. I know you and I have said this 50 times during the season when the chiefs have Kelsey Tyree kill and Sammy Watkins all healthy. It's just hard to match up and cover all three of them, especially with that guy pulling the trigger in the back end, number 15. It's just hard. It's just – it's almost like a, you know, what do I want – a force of nature where you just go, yeah, it's been good and we're we're slowing them down, but, man, it only takes one of these guys to make a play or two, and it just sets them on fire. Uh, And that's where I just don't remember ever seeing an offense – you know, in NFL football, really play like a it, it is like a basketball team in a lot of ways where they can make a 15, a 20-point run in a game and you just go, how, why? They they weren't even really dominating this game or controlling the football game and then all of a sudden they swing the, the momentum their direction and they're like a different team and you go, well, this is the best team in football, they're, they're unstoppable. And when they do that, they are and that's why they won the Super Bowl.
0: You asked during the break what the breakdown was yeah, of Chiefs fans and right. 49ers fans, and 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 there were at least 75% Chiefs fans. Sounds and like it. down from the press box at the Chiefs end zone, the yellow end zone with the Chiefs logo and name there, that's where it felt like there was the biggest cluster, like where it got the loudest. But but all the action of the game was at the other end. Like, all, all the scoring, it seemed like, was at the far end of the field. It never really got to the point where the Chiefs could take advantage of that noise. But... As the game was moving toward a conclusion and the 49ers had the ball, it started on their own 15. Richie James Jr. Brought the ball out, got tackled at the 15 on the kick return. The 49ers moved 36 yards and they had a first and 10 on the Kansas City 49. And I'm texting my son because they're sitting right below me. It's like, here, we're going to see we're, we may see the 49ers win this thing right in front of us. And Chris Third and ten. Now I haven't seen a replay of it because so much has been happening, and the game. You know the Chiefs get the ball back. And, oh yeah, and, we didn't uh, get through this they, yet. They ask, But but look, third and ten. Emmanuel Sanders was open. Yeah. Right. Right. Emmanuel Sanders is open, and this isn't quite as glaring as Jared Goff missing Brandon Cooks last year. But the best quarterbacks on the planet make that throw. That's a championship moment throw. Can you imagine? How we would be talking about Jimmy Garoppolo today if he delivered in that spot with Emmanuel Sanders open, open enough, not wide open, yeah. but open enough that, and he put a little too much on it. That, that's a second quarter overthrow where you don't want to take a chance of an interception. That's right. With the Super Bowl on the line, you got to take a little bit off of that and run the risk that maybe it gets picked off.
2: Well, it's something we don't see from them a lot. That's not one of their bread and butters, really, the deep pass, right? I mean, think about the throws we saw yesterday from Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, as I've said a lot of times on the show, it's over the middle. It's over the middle. It's over the middle. Here it is. Here uh, it is. There it is. I mean, yes, Patrick Mahomes is going to hit that. The, 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 you know, listen, I, I don't know what else to say. Yes, this is not. This is Jimmy Garoppolo's really good, but he's not a superstar and and throwing the deep ball. And this like formula has not been one of the go to things for the 49ers all year long anyways, but it came down to finally Kansas City got the game into, oh, and we've heard some of their players comment about this this past week, especially Frank Clark. We're going to try to make Jimmy Garoppolo beat us. It took them almost a whole game to finally get them to have to play that style of football, but they finally got it there within the last two and a half drives of the game. And, Yes, Garoppolo and the drop back pass game could not win it for the San Francisco Forty ers And you're right, that was a big moment. Hey, he hits that; All right, let he me probably ask scores. Then. But there was going to be a minute forty left with Mahomes having the ball, so that doesn't mean they were going to win the game either. I'm never, I'm never going to say that with Mahomes.
0: Let me ask because I tell you, as that play was unfolding, yeah. I'm saying, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, and 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 I'm not saying there are ten quarterbacks that can make that throw. There's maybe three or four. But Jimmy G's not one of them. And, Chris, you know, I got to take a break here. But something to ponder. And I, I kind of saw this coming. At some point in the postseason, I this know what, question was going to come up. And if I'm a 49ers fan, I know if I'm you're a 49ers gonna, I fan know where this you're morning – I'm saying we can upgrade a quarterback. Oh.
2: I'm saying this guy's our weak link. Am I wrong? No. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying – you know, I don't know. I don't agree with that. Are we going to commercial or not? Because this is a deep conversation. we got to get back into this. Where are we going to go Let's with put a pin in that one. Okay, let's put a pin in one. We'll put a it. pin in that one. All right. We, we've, got, we've got plenty
0: of time left in the show. Let's be a little more positive for the next segment then we'll crap all over Jimmy G. When we return, <laughs> okay. what does the win mean for Andy Reid, Chiefs head coach, 20 years in the NFL. He finally has climbed to the top of the mountain. We'll talk about that next right here on PFT Live.
1: Just last year losing to the championship game. I think the effect that had on the guys that they they felt it getting that far and then being that 4 inches off and it wasn't D Ford, it was all of us. I mean, we were all four inches, we could have done four inches better. And so this off season, you know, they put their mind to it and and um, as did the coaches and everybody upped their game. And you know, this is the result. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. I'm not sure it's all sunk in, but it's uh, it's awesome right now, yeah.
0: In hindsight, it's not surprising that Sandy Reid coached the Chiefs because in the aftermath of the 2018 season, Chris Sims, our take was, If the Chiefs' defense simply gets a little bit better, they're winning the Super Bowl. And their defense got more than a little bit better. What happened was Patrick Mahomes injures his ankle week one against the Jaguars. Then he dislocates his knee on that Thursday night in Denver, and we kind of forgot about the Chiefs. You're right. right? He wasn't healthy when he came back. He didn't get back to close to 100%. I think we really noticed it in the Snow Globe game at home against the Broncos. That's when we started to notice the Chiefs and say – Boom. Why are The Ravens right. and the Patriots and this team and that team, we're forgetting about the Chiefs, and they made us remember.
2: They did. They made us remember and uh, really just peaked at the right time, you know, really down the stretch. And you mentioned it. I don't think we really saw the peak greatness of their football team because, hey, yeah, they were figuring out a to do new defensive system a little with Steve Spagnuolo, which Andy Reid, who just cemented his Hall of Fame bust in Canton, What an unbelievable move to make there, you know, to fire defensive coordinator last year, Bob Sutton, to get Steve Spagnuolo. That's a Super Bowl championship type move right there. So he, of course, yes, they were under the radar early in the year because of the Mahomes injury. The defense was kind of getting his feet underneath it. And then they continued to build on their defense and I think get a hold of what Spagnuolo wanted to run and just the little intricacies of the, the defensive scheme. And then you mentioned it, Mahomes getting healthy and all of a sudden everything started to seem to come together to where late December you could see it. You know, yeah, you're right. We talked about it a lot. You know, I, you know, I know at the end of December I was going, it's Chiefs 49er Super Bowl. It just seemed that way. It was lining up and it just carved over into the playoffs. They hit a few bumps in the road. But when you have a superstar quarterback, this is why it's great to have a guy like Mahomes. Oh, we didn't play great for a quarter or two. Oh, it doesn't matter. We have this great player who can kind of make up for us to where oh oh now we can get back in our mojo. Oh now we got it, and that's what a great quarterback does. He covers holes and issues with a team, and that's what Mahomes did constantly throughout the playoffs. To where then the rest of the team caught up and was hitting on all cylinders, and you become the Super Bowl champion.
0: And you're right. Andy Reid has clinched his Hall of Fame bust Bam. with that victory. Way last to go, night. Andy and- Reid. I think even without, him, right, know, the guy's right. going to coach at least five to seven more years, maybe longer. You got Patrick Mahomes. Why would you quit? Why would you walk away when you're going to be knocking on the door every year? And Chris, now the question does become, right? How many does Andy Reid win because he's got the greatest player in football, yeah. who is only getting better? It's not like he's reached his ceiling. It, it would be ludicrous to think that we have seen the best that we're ever going to see from Patrick Mahomes. He'll still have tricks up his sleeve. He'll continue to understand defenses better. And 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 I think that, that very broad range of skills that he has will get even broader once he looks across the line of scrimmage and understands what's coming. This guy's still new to the mental aspect of the yes, game. Right. So as he gets older and more experienced, he's going to have an even greater edge. He's only going to get better. I mean, you know, we've seen two different Patriots mini-dynasties, three and four years in two separate occasions, ten years apart. We can see three and four years from the Chiefs, but just as we're recovering from Patriots fatigue, folks, get ready for Chiefs fatigue.
2: Yeah, I, I you know, I, I don't doubt it. Yes, I mean this guy is only going to get better. They're set up to make a run here. They are, and that's where Andy Reid. You know, Andy Reid's special. Hey, forget Andy Reid, all the plays that he he designs and things like that. We know they're special. They give them great schematical advantage during the game yesterday. But the other greatness of Andy Reid is his eye for talent. I mean, what he built there. You know, they don't win this Super Bowl unless him and Brett Veach trade up to get Patrick Mahomes. You know, signing Sammy Watkins, Tyree Kill, the vision there to have that. Chris Jones in the draft. You know, not not only did the scheme of the Chiefs come through, But the players, you know, Mike, we talk about it all the time, right? Like, who's being paid on your team? And are those guys that are being paid coming through in big moments or throughout the season? And that usually tells you if your team's winning or losing. Well, the Super Bowl, I mean, look who showed up. Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Sammy Watkins, Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew. It was like all the stars that they brought into town to change their team and get them over the hump. They got them over the hump, and there's something to say, say about that with Andy Reid and his ability to evaluate talent, too, to bring that to the table.
0: One thing that makes it easier to get back next year, a very favorable schedule. And when I look at their formula for this year, it's the AFC East teams, the NFC South teams. The only home game that stands out and that would be a candidate for the season opener, Patriots at Chiefs. Otherwise, maybe Texans at Chiefs, but that's not the same cachet. Patriots hit Chiefs. I bet that's the first game of the season. And they're, the rest of their home schedule, the Jets, the Falcons, the Panthers, eh. and then on the road at the Saints, at the Ravens are the two big ones. But they're in a position to have another 12-4, and 13-3 and season and be right back in contention with home field throughout the playoffs. Uh, just like they were
2: this year would be shocked I think this only catapults them into oh the pressure's off and oh watch out NFL that's the way I feel about this and is the pressure's off Andy Reid huge he can target let it fly, right Patrick Mahomes huge target on the fly. back of Andy Reid giant red jacket that's what I mean it's amazing I'll we'll be right back
1: the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up